This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What's up, everybody? Welcome once again to Blockbuster Mentality. I'm back. I know it's a common theme of this show, going off, being on, going off, being on. I've been inconsistent, I know. Life gets in the way, but uh, i got some more shows coming coming your way and more consistently. Glad you joined me today. I have a guest on today that had a lot of insight into the film industry, uh, Michelle Danner. Uh, she uh, is a acting instructor and also a filmmaker, director, actress, all those things. Uh, you can check out her latest film, Bad Impulse. It's a psychological thriller about family secrets and modern technology starring Sonia Walger, Grant Bowler, and Paul Servino. Uh, the film re- recently won Best Narrative Feature at the 2019 International Independent Film Awards and the Best Director Award, which is Michelle, uh, at the 2019 Culver City Film Festival. Uh, her upcoming film, The Runner, was filmed before the pandemic started. The action thriller and true life coming of age story stars Cameron Douglas as a troubled teenager forced to go undercover to expose a drug kingpin. It will premiere at the end of March at the Cinequest Film Festival. It will also premiere internationally at the Ferrera International Film Festival and has been selected to screen at Istanbul. International Film Film Festival. Uh, it's uh, it was, it's funny because yeah, she got an email that she was nominated for Best Director uh, for one of these film festivals at, right before the show started. So that was uh, fun to find out with her. So good for her. But uh, but yeah, it was uh, great talking with her. She's uh, you know been been an acting coder for uh, famous people such as Christian Slater, Selma Hayek, Gerard Butler, Seth MacFarlane, Penelope Cruz, Chris Rock, Gabrielle Union. Zoe Deschanel, so yeah, she's uh, she's had her fair share of talent come her way, but uh, but yeah, we had a great conversation about all of that, all her films, you know, her films, her her career, and also we get into when Harry met Sally uh, with Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, the Rob Reiner film, and yeah, we we got into that, which was a lot of fun. Uh, again, yeah, I got more more shows coming out, guys. Uh, again, sorry, haven't been uh, consistent with them but i'm back got a lot of guests coming up so got a schedule set and uh hopefully we'll be weekly uh going forward so but uh but yeah enjoy uh my conversation with uh the very talented michelle danner That's you got good news right before coming on my show. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so we we got you on a good day. I'm glad. <laughs> Every day is a good day that we're alive. Let's yes. Just that. <laughs> it, yeah. Exactly. I mean, there's yeah the craziness going on in the world right now. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, your your acting coaching career? How long have you been doing that? Oh my God! At this point, I think that. If I start to talk about how many years I've been coaching, <laughs> ages me quite a bit. But let's just say that I did start to teach in the, the early 1990s. Okay. 
So <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I've had the pleasure and the honor of working with some you know incredible talent, um, and I'm glad that I made that decision. It always has seemed that the important decisions in my life I've made them walking on the beach. So that was that was one of those. I was walking on the beach and I said, I've been asked to teach. Acting. Yeah. Should I do it? Because at the time I was you know running around in my car auditioning as an actor. And coming down to the wire for quite a few things. And so uh, teaching would have meant like, you know, diverting my energies a little bit. Sure. Ultimately, I thought that it was my responsibility in a way to pass it down because I was very well trained. I studied with Stella Adler in New York and with Uta Hagen and with so many wonderful teachers. I was very, very interested in digging deep in the craft of acting. Sure. I studied quite a lot, and I thought it would be good if I should pass it down, and I, I did, and I'm continuing to do so. Well, good. That's yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. You've I, I like the walking on the beach aspect of it. That's you know <laughs> why, why not you know make your decisions when when doing that. You know it's uh you know it's freeing. You know you got the open ocean there, and you know it's uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you, endless possibility of ideas there. Um, you make your life changing. You know turning point moments in your life. Sure, sure. Um, I. I Kind of interested in this. I mean, I you know see a couple names here. It looks like Christian Slater you had in your class, Penelope Cruz. Um, do you when you see you know someone go on to have successful careers? Do you think back and or, or do you know in the moment while you're teaching the class that oh this person's got it? You know this person I know is is going places. Well, I think that I do. You know, I think that I have. That gut feeling. I mean, yeah. obviously, I feel like I'm trained to recognize talent. Sure. Both Christian and Penopoli, I were, uh, Penelope Cruz, I worked with them privately on different projects. Um, but I've had a lot of wonderful students in my classes that have gone on to have some incredible careers. Um, and, yeah, I do. I, I, I can tell. But then, you know, there's more than that to an acting career. There's the talent. Then you have to have, like Stella used to say so often the talent for the talent um yeah. that's another thing that uh, that you have to have which is that incredible work ethic that a lot of people have because you know if you're interested in having a career and being successful you know you have to work hard sure um, but yeah i mean i do pride myself in recognizing but you know the business is tough and now it's interesting because we're going to have a a rebirth, a renaissance, maybe hopefully the Roaring Twenties, where yeah. <laughs> so many, you know, shows, well, already things are being shot, movies are being shot, and you know, but but uh, slowly but surely, I think we're we're getting back in a certain way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, obviously, this uh, last uh, year now has been uh, has been pretty pretty nuts with with everything. But yeah, I like that the Roaring Twenties. You know, why not? But you I know, heard why... that. I, it's not. I didn't say it, but I heard it like already twice today. So oh, I thought wow. I would say it. Two people, two separate people talked about the Roaring Twenties. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, along with being an acting coach, it looks like uh, you, you are also a filmmaker, director. You got some good news today on your upcoming film, or um, on your upcoming film, The Runner, correct? 
That's yeah, everything yeah. <laughs> has been a natural progression, you know, from acting to teaching to directing to producing. Everything's been, you know, let's raise the bar. Let's challenge myself. Let's make it harder. Yeah. Let's try something, you know, that I'm scared of. Let's take a risk. Sure. And so I've done all of that. And yeah, we're getting into these film festivals and we're nominated and it's really exciting. And um yeah, it, it, we're premiering uh, the movie The Runner that I shot right before the pandemic, right before the lockdown. I finished shooting principal photography. And um, it's a wonderful script that started as a treatment that I wrote and gave it to a wonderful writer friend of mine, Jason Chase Terrell, and cast some extraordinary actors in it. And I had the chance to edit at my leisure during the lockdown and uh, find some great music. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we entered it in some film festivals and we got accepted to CineQuest, which is a great film festival. And that's where we'll be premiering it on March 20th. Um, nice. So we will be premiering internationally at the Ferrara Film Festival. And we've already started to win some awards. So we're excited. Look at um, that. That's awesome. And you said that you. Uh had just finished photo- uh, uh, principal photography when the pandemic hit, or you no. we were still doing it? No, we were just had finished. Oh, just had finished. Wow. In February, you know, we were st- starting to feel like the rumors of people had this virus in Italy, you know, and we just finished shooting then. Um, but, you know, it was a uh, really good. Th- I was going to push the shooting till April. And I'm so glad that I didn't because yeah. we would have shot this movie. And probably chances are, I don't know if it would have ever gotten made. So right. yeah. pushing it through like that, if there's ever a hesitation whether to just go for it or not go for it. I say just go for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. If you, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a procrastinator myself. So I would have uh, probably pushed it back, pushed it back, pushed it back. Uh, I even pushed this podcast back a half hour on you. So, <laughs> you know, I'm so. a procrastinator too. And it yeah. comes with, unfortunately, this, you know, sense, delusional sense of perfectionism. Right. Yeah. So I want it to be perfect. So I keep pushing it and pushing it. But uh, at a certain point, you just have to go. I remember the first movie that I directed, I felt very uh, vulnerable the day before principal photography. And I was looking at all the books that I had not read about directing. And I got so scared. And I said, my God, I know nothing. And then I said to myself, that's right. You know nothing. Now go direct this movie. Um, you know, we're never yeah, going but- to be in this place. I don't know if you can tell behind me all these books that I have in my creative sanctuary in this room. And and people always ask me, well, before this pandemic, people would come and coach. I would coach in this room. Hey, did you read all these books? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I read a lot of them. Not all of them, <laughs> but a lot of them. Because I can't walk into a bookstore, look at Amazon. I constantly order books. I yeah. have a fascination with books. Yeah, I have uh, I have some kids books behind me. I don't know if that counts, you know, having little little ones myself. So, you know, it's uh, uh, not as, you know, uh, prestigious as the ones you have. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I have a great memory of going to Barnes and Nobles and sitting uh, down on the floor when, you know, it was safe to do that with my kids and reading books. I have two boys. Now one is 18. The other one's 11. And uh, I don't think I would do it with my 11-year-old. So enjoy yeah. 
I don't know how old your kids are, but those moments when you go into the bookstore with them and you sit yeah. on the floor and you start to read with them, I mean, that's like, you know, the magical memories that you yeah. Yeah, my oldest is eleven, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's been it's been a journey. Young youngest is six, so you know, got got some got some time before I can uh, send them send them on off. But no, I'm cherishing these moments. <laughs> totally, it's all about cherishing it because it really just goes so quickly. Yeah, Everybody I'm, says the same thing; it goes quickly. But when you're in it and you're in that express train, it really goes. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then I, I'll. I'll, I'll Wanted to ask you, you know, since you do direct films um, and are an acting coach, how does a director, you know, a director obviously does a lot on a film, but when it comes to dealing with the actors, I shouldn't say dealing with, that sounds negative, but you know what I mean. Um, when uh, when talking with the actors, uh, how does that differ from when you're being an acting coach? It's very different. It's yeah. very, very different. When you teach class, I try to not be directorial. And if I am directorial, I'll preface it. I'll say, I'm going to be directorial right now. I think what I, my objective is to train a group of actors to be independent. You know, I'm not going to be able to coach all of them or all the projects that they're going to shoot, they're going to be in, uh, they're going to perform on stage. So I, I want to give them the independence to, to fly and to understand how to do it on their own. So that's what my objective is when I teach. When I am directing, you know, I it's different because depending, you know, if you have to make your day, well, you always have to make your day. Um, and there's time and there's pressure. So you need to cut to the chase and you need to direct. You need to really get in there and, uh, and ask for it the way that you want it. I have directed five feature films. I'm getting ready to direct the sixth one. And I can tell you that there's nothing more painful than finding yourself in the editing room afterwards and knowing your gut told you to ask for something, to ask for the, director to, 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 the actor to give you something, and you didn't follow through on your guts and you're sitting there and you just don't have it. Yeah. And you knew that you needed it. And because I have felt that pain and that burn several times, I have therefore directed very differently. I, you know, I, I, I talk over the takes. I just, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> say cut. I just talk. I'm like, yeah. okay, thank you. Now try it like this. Now do this. Now do that. Just so that I really get it the way that I need it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's how you learn, you know, you got to actually do it to, you know, to, to perfect it, you know, and you're not going to just watch videos on youtube and then expect to know how to do it you know <laughs> you gotta actually do it yourself like when, when, when i'm uh working on my car or something i'm you know watching the youtube video isn't gonna help me i gotta <laughs> gotta get down and dirty and you know get get it done <laughs> that's actually a great way of saying it get down and dirty i like yeah that. <laughs> exactly um but yeah no i mean and that's great too about what you said about you know teaching your actors to be independent because yeah when you make a film you you know, you want to surround yourself with the best talent. You want to surround yourself with the best DP, the best, you know, editors, the best actors, obviously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, teaching actors to be independent, that helps them, you know, kind of get down and dirty, too, and learn as they go, uh, too. So that's yeah. great. Um, and then, so, yeah, I mean, I, I meant to bring up Bad Impulse first. Uh, that that one was uh, 2019. Uh, looks like Paul Servino's in it. Sonia uh, Walger. Uh, and um, 
Grant Bowler. Yeah, uh, definitely some recognizable names there. Um, what, uh, what, what, what can you tell me about Bad Impulse and how, how, how can we get people to see it? Yes, I'm very excited about this movie. Um, it's a psychological thriller with a little supernatural in it and some horror. And um, it was released on December 18th by uh, Gravitas. And uh, you can basically see it everywhere because that's Gravitas is a, is a great distributor of independent movies that way. Um, so you, it was on demand for the longest time. And I'm sure it's, you know, uh, you can watch it on Amazon and, and tons of other platforms. And uh, basically, it, Paul Sorvino gives an awesome performance, vintage Paul Sorvino. Yeah. Not too long ago, I saw with my kids Goodfellas. And in oh. his performance of Polly and making that tomato sauce and slicing that garlic. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, and it was wonderful. It's actually the second movie that I've worked on with Paul Servino. I did another movie with him, a family comedy called The Bandit Ham with dogs and kids. Um, but this, so, so Paul was great in it. Grant Bowler, um, also someone that I met in my class. He came to study with me for a while before his career took off big time. And, uh, and Sonia Walger was introduced to me by his agent. And uh, she's a very good, very good actress. And we get some really good reviews. And if you, people said, you know, it's a very entertaining movie that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And it's really scary. We also did the festival circuit and won some awards. And one of the things that I learned back in the day when we actually could go to a film festival. Remember is, that? <laughs> yeah, remember that? We all sat into a crammed room that was sold out. Uh, and then people say, oh, my God, this scared me so much. This movie scared me. And, you know, the first scene is quite, you know, violent. And, and you know, at the premiere, we had our premiere of the Chinese here in Hollywood at a Chinese theater. And uh, at the Q&A, you know, somebody said, you know, they would never picture me directing something so edgy and so violent because I'm sure. Sweet nurturing you know <laughs> and i surprised myself i used to never watch horror movies i wasn't interested but i did like the shining and the shining was a big inspiration for yeah. bad impulse and if people like the shining you know so it's uh you know especially now which we have more time in our hands to watch so many things yeah exactly if yeah. anybody wants to get on the roller coaster and watch Bad Impulse, it's out there. Yeah, and uh, I'm guilty. I have not watched it yet, but I did watch the trailer because it's funny you said Shining, and I, I actually got Shining vibes from it. So, so there you go. <laughs> so yeah, definitely check it out. It looks, it looks like uh, Dan uh, uh, Dan Loria is in it too. Oh, yeah, Another... well, that's a wonderful story. I have to say to you, when I was 17 and I was studying acting in New York and I was in Stella Adler's class, I went to Theater Row, what they call Theater Row in New York City, which is 42nd Street. Mm -hmm. And they have all, lots of off-Broadway there. And I can't remember the name of the play, but I do remember Dan Loria. I saw him in a performance and I came back to my apartment in New York and I was just shaken by it. He was so good and he went so deep and he moved me to my core. And fast forward the clock, you know, 10 years later, I moved to L.A. And uh, he's running a reading program at the Coronet Theater with writers and new plays. And, you know, I went and I sat in through some of them and I said hello to him. But he was always and I remember all the wonder years. And he was always an actor that I just always, always loved and respected. Yeah. And so when it came, you know, his, his face came to me for this part. And I called his agent and um, 
And Dan I remembered me. He knew he knew of me. And he said yes. And he came and he played with us. And he was so great. He was so great. Let me tell you how great he was. That he nailed it in one take. That's how great he was. He did it in one take. Yeah. <laughs> it was like pretty awesome. He was just great. Uh, yeah, I would love yeah. to with him again. Have- you didn't. You didn't have to do the. You want to try that again? Type thing to him. You. You could just. <laughs> you just knew that was the take. Yeah, just wonderful actor. Total. He loves the theater and just honored to have him say yes and to be part of that impulse. And he saw it and he loved it. And yeah. He sent me a lovely email. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Definitely uh, check that out, folks. And then obviously, yeah, we got uh, the 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 runner coming up, which is already getting. Uh, accolades and all that uh so definitely uh excited to be uh checking those out um uh now these two films that we just spoke about uh bad impulse and um uh the runner are in on imdb they're titled as drama horror thriller um things like that um however the title of this episode is actually when harry met sally (laughs) so that's uh this is a different uh a different total different genre than uh you know the the films it seems you make uh so let's 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 get into this a little bit um you know i know you sent sent me a couple movies to choose from i I chose this but why why was this why why did you choose when harry met sally why is this one of your favorite films you know, my kids always ask me, what are I, I'm very much in demand in this house because I, I carve time to watch this show or this movie with you know, one of my kids. And, and then they always ask me, what are your favorite, favorite movies? And I said, well, you know what? One of my very favorite movies is When Harry Met Sally. Um, I love When Harry Met Sally because it's, I love rom-coms. As a matter of fact, yeah. the next movie that I'm directing is called Starstruck, and that's a rom-com, and uh, with a unique twist in it. Um, and I love, you know, I just love that whole premise that uh, Rob Reiner and Nora Ephraim, you know, wonderful Nora Ephraim, wrote about showing how different men and women, uh, you know, are. And I remember, I don't know if it's maybe a few years later that the uh, book came out, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, you know, but how different men and women are. Um, And, um, and I love those little, the the device that they have, you know, the little segments of how couples meet. Yes. Mm -hmm. Remember, I was at a dinner party Mm -hmm. and, you know, we went around the table and everybody talked about how they met, you know, how they met their, their other half. Um, So I love, I love that. It's like very real that they're real couples that are talking about their life and how they met. But, um, you know, and this idea of what it poses, that the men, the men don't really want to be friends with women, but yeah. women want to be friends. They do want to be friends with men. <laughs> right. You know, on the other hand. Um, and then, of course, there's so many iconic moments in When Harry Met Sally. The mother, I can't remember what her name was, I think Estelle Reiner, the mother of uh, Rob Reiner, has that moment, right? Do you remember when she's yep. <laughs> taking the orgasm with the pastrami and she says, you know, I'll have what he's having. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, people who haven't even seen the movie know that line, you know, it's just, you know, such a famous part of pop culture now is is that, you know, scene. Um, and yeah, 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 I think you're right. Yeah, that is Rob Reiner's mother. But uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's so, I, I love the devices of, you know, when they show 
the couples saying how they met and you know just the the little little things here and there that you know just uh made them unique you know just how they you know were apart for a few years and then got back together one guy was like married like three times and ended up with his first wife again i love that part um and uh but yeah i love that device like you said it's 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 fantastic and then you know the the chemistry between you know billy crystal and meg ryan is just i mean it's oh yeah (laughs) there's no denying it no, and Bruno Kirby, who is not with us anymore, and Carrie Fisher. I know. Yeah, I was. I, I was sad actually, because I, I always rewatch the movies, you know, before the show, and you know, I was I was sad watching them in their wedding scene. And I was like, oh man, they're both gone. That's just oh, <laughs> it's gone. It's yeah. really sad when you watch a movie and there's two very very likable, charismatic people, and they're both no longer no longer with us. And I love that scene where they're fighting over whether to keep that table and and not to keep the table. And, you know, I've used it. I mean, you know, it's also an iconic moment in pop culture. And I have used that, uh, you know, in my relationship as I just want to let you know that I'll never fight you uh, (laughs) for that table. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, because you have, you know, Harry, Billy Crystal's character, who's kind of, he's kind of, you know, a cynic you know he doesn't really believe in well obviously you know that girls can be friends with men and you know without an ulterior motive all that but he has this sort of you know cynicism in him especially after he got got his divorce you know with you know eventually you're gonna you know make sure you put the names in the books you know because you're gonna have to you know decide who gets what and you know you'll such a great scene i mean yeah right now everything's great everyone's happy everyone's in love and that's wonderful but you know later you're gonna be screaming yes. at each other you know about who's gonna get that dish that eight dollar dish will yes. cost seven dollars <laughs> in phone calls to the legal firm of that's mine and this is yours i love that quote I just yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that that also yeah because that's when yeah he, he kind of just breaks at that moment you know that's him just you know just furious at the at the whole situation because yeah i think that's right after he ran into his uh his ex-wife uh with her new husband so that kind of yeah definitely definitely set him off you know and uh he got this new couple who's in love and he's just kind of sickened by it um but uh but yeah just uh, billy crystal and this is great meg ryan just uh oh. fa- fantastic i mean she's just yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> where she calls him over and she's crying and she uses up the whole box of tissues and she yeah. goes, you know and then i'm gonna be 40 when i'm bad i don't know <laughs> whatever many years yeah <laughs> she's like i don't know so, sometime <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah there's so many little lines in this it's so great um but uh but yeah i mean i, I love i love it too because it's not your typical you know romantic comedy where you know they're kind of on and then off and then on and off or you know they something happens where he has to win her back or something this is they're they're essentially hate each other at first then they are friends and you know they're not a couple but basically the entire movie which is very interesting for ro- romantic comedy um and i and i love that I, I think that's what makes this movie stand out and kind of makes it kind of stand the test of time totally and who hasn't been in a relationship with a friend when you haven't wondered you know and and also it's you know that lifelong thing where women 
want men that they can change and mold. And of course, that's death because that can't happen. You yeah. know, men will not let themselves be changed to that extent. And and that fear of commitment, I think, was so well told in the poster when you have Harry after they did it and he's got his foot, you know, on the floor, you know, ready to make a quick exit. Right. Uh, yeah. I love that. It's just universal, the whole the whole premise. You identify with these very likable characters. You root for them. And I'll tell you, with all the stuff that we watch, you know, I have so many shows that I've started to watch and movies that I've started to watch. And it's 11 o'clock at night, and I'm going to go to sleep in an hour. And I'm trying to figure out what am I going to watch in this last hour that I'm awake. And everything is disturbing and dark. Right. And upsetting. And I go, well, I can't watch this because then I'm going to have nightmares. And so, you know, you have to balance it out with, you know, uh, lighter stuff. And I just love that When Harry Met Sally is a light romantic comedy, but it also makes you think. Yeah. It makes you feel. And then that's why it's one of my very favorite movies. No, definitely. Yeah, you're you're totally right on the nose there, and and you know because we we go on that ride with with Harry throughout the movie. You know he's, because uh, you know his character totally changes. You know it's uh, you know because at first you know the first scene he says you know men and women can't be friends that they're attracted to, and then he kind of changes his tune a little. You know five years later it shows the maturity. Like I love how they do that. You know they five years goes by and they show that. You know, yeah, they're still the same person, but they've matured a little. You know, they've you know uh, gotten gotten past certain things, especially Harry. Um, and then you know, at the end, when he's looking up at that uh, that famous thing in New York, the arch thing, whatever that's called, Washington <laughs> down in Washington Square, where there NYU it is. Yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he just starts thinking back to when, you know, they made that drive, dropped off, you know, have a nice life. And, you know, when they back when they hated each other and you realize what he what he was looking for was right in front of him all along. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it, you know, it, it can be a trope used in, in, in movies. But yeah, in this movie, it just it just works, you know, fantastically. Totally. Yeah. If it, the thing that I want is right in front of me, you know, right. Yeah. Have to search it it's been right there the whole entire time that is the premise of many you know of many movies um but i love i also think it's a wonderful love letter to new york you're in yeah. the museum and you're in central park and you're down on washington square and you're the little streets of new york and it's just you know I lived in New York. I was born in New York and I lived in New York for many years. And then, you know, when I was around 30 years old, I moved to Los Angeles. Um, and now, of course, I'm very happy living here. But uh, <laughs> but that, that New York life, you know, it's, yeah, I think it's a wonderful love letter to New York. When it yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And even though it's such a big city, it, you know, kind of shows that it's still a small world. You know, you still got them running into each other, you know, him running into his ex-wife out of all all places, you know, they could be in that moment. Him running into, you know, uh, Sally, you know, when they when they do in the in the bookstore, you know. So, yeah, yeah just that's what it is. It's it's a big city and yet it's intimate. It's an intimate yeah. city and you can really run into people. It's crazy. But yeah, you, you really run into people there. 
<laughs> it's insane yeah just just what what a what a small world a small world after all um yeah. we sing that a lot here in florida it's a disney world thing i think but uh <laughs> um but uh yeah no it's uh i i also love the um the whole setup where they're try- <laughs> he's trying to set up uh meg ryan with uh bruno kirby and Carrie Fisher and Meg Ryan's trying to set up Carrie Fisher with Harry and you got that whole dinner scene where you know they're they're not clicking you know yeah. <laughs> not only they're not clicking but they really don't like each other yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know talk about that that book he's he's just not that he's not in what is that book he's just not that into you right Isn't yes that how it goes? yeah yeah well, he definitely yep. was not into her that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and yeah yeah i was just yeah carrie fisher wasn't really feeling hairy either and you know it just you know it, it wasn't working but yeah i just love how you know that should have been a sign for them right there is that you know <laughs> you're trying to set these people up and yet you guys still end up together at the end of the night and they end up together. So it's like what I think the universe is trying to tell you something it's right exactly here. Exactly what those, those little uh, vignettes throughout the movie supported the theme that right. there is a meant to be. And of course that beautiful song, it had to be you is yep. about the meant to be of life. You know, it's there are things that are just meant to be. Yeah. That is true. That is true. And yeah, uh, Meg, and, and Meg Ryan was meant to uh, star in Nora Ephron written films. Uh, she she went on to do Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, uh, you've got Mail. I think there was another one in there too. But uh, uh, that, <laughs> I remember listening to an interview where she talked about how she'd like to do the romantic comedies and the lighter, the lighter stuff. Yeah. She to do some of the heavier stuff later in her career. She did, however, do some of the heavier stuff. But I think because she liked so much the the lighter stories, the rom-coms, that's where she really excelled in that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, but people knew her as in, you know, obviously the late 80s here or early 90s. That was it was, you know, rom-com, you think Meg Ryan, you know, it's uh, yeah, just what uh, what she did back then. Now, I don't, I don't know. There's just a there's a zillion rom-com stars now, it feels like. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean, um there was one. Uh, there was another point I wanted to bring up. I I edit by the way. So any any lulls here. Um, <laughs> um. Oh, another sign I was thinking was that you know when when each of them are dating someone else, they you know see you know uh, them kiss each other or whatever, and they're both kind of looking on like uh, like. Like, shouldn't that tell you something that you feel that way? You know, when you when you see her with someone someone else, you know, it's <laughs> that's right. They're learning that they're affected by the seeing the other person with another person. Yeah, and it's uh, it's perturbing them. It's upsetting them to some degree. Absolutely, so, yeah. And of yeah. course, that's the audience are uh, rooting from them from the beginning, from the very beginning, where he spits on the the, the grape. And the, the window, and she said, from the beginning, we're like, well, because we root for this opposites attract, you know? Right, yeah, <laughs> definitely. She's, she's very like this. I mean, I can actually relate to her, not that I'm, you know, anal retentive, but maybe I am a little bit. I ask for everything on the side. Um, 
you know, I always do it like that. And I'm always very specific about how I want it. And I think there's a moment in the movie where she says, I haven't seen it in a long time, but she, I just want it the way I want it. Or he says, I love the way that you want it the way you want it. Yeah. 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 That was one of the yeah reasons he was giving her to why, you know, why he loves her, you know, it's, you know, that you take an hour and a half to order a sandwich or, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, you like, you like what you like. And yeah. yeah, it's definitely, you know, that you, that's what people fall in love with is, you know, the little little quirks people have you, you know you find it annoying at first but then when you look back on it it's like no that's what drew me to them you know that's what you know uh kept me with them and and things like that so it's it's uh yeah definitely a, a sentiment to that um but yeah i mean it's just a, a absolute classic uh a rom-com and i love what you said about it being kind of a love letter to new york too yeah you feel you know you're there you get that whole new york city atmosphere and it's uh yeah definitely great and we're the you know. seasons because you go from the fall you go in the yep. summer you go in the you know it goes through the seasons and then the holidays and christmas and yep yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, it's, it's life, which is like the passage of time, which is very much, again, what those, you know, those real couples brought to the table is the nostalgia of the passage of time. And, um, and how, you know, you can miss sometimes, you know, uh, to the, the, and, but again, it's about the meant to be that there is something that is absolutely meant to be in terms of who you're going to end up with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it, it, again, keeps showing how they run into each other always. I love the second time they run into each other after the college part and he sees <laughs> a couple kissing in the airport and he walks by and, you know, you think he, you think he's recognizing Sally, but no, he recognizes this old buddy from college or whatever. <laughs> he doesn't really recognize her at first and she's sort of insulted by that. But yeah, that's, a, <laughs> that's another great scene that is so funny. Yeah. And that if somebody would really give up their seat on the plane. Well, actually, people do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So they could be close to her and talk to her. That is it, so funny. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's something that's always, he obviously, you know, they didn't really like each other in the college years, but he, he still felt compelled to want to sit with her, you know, and talk to her. So obviously, there's something compelling about her that you want to have these conversations it's with so her. So well written. You know, we don't have Nora Ephraim with us anymore, but yeah, so well written. And she was such a great writer and love, love her writing and love the direction of Rob Reiner. And this whole movie is just, it's perfect. Every yeah. scene. There's not one single moment, you know, even when they're playing, they're practicing, they're at the game, you know, and they're practicing. What's it called when you practice the baseball? That's the, oh, yeah. the bat At the batting cages. The batting cages. Yeah. He, you know, and he's like a child and he tells off his kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm really growing. And then he's like, I was here first, kid. You know, I, I got a stack of quarters here. <laughs> and he's like, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm growing. <laughs> Every moment is perfect. And yeah. I'll tell you what also the thing is, is that how long ago has this movie been made? Like it was made in 89. So, 89. so yeah. 30 years ago, 32 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, when I show, when I teach and, and sometimes I'll show little snippets of it or a scene that will script analyze. And I have done a whole class script analyze ages ago. I did a whole class script analyzing when Harry met Sally. 32 years ago, this young, my young students are laughing. 
So talk about standing the test of time. Yeah. Comedy. When it's true comedy. And that really... moment is just perfect. And it's just funny and and moving. And right. I, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 yeah, there's no denying that yeah, it's it's a timeless film and that you know, one more scene I wanted to pray. Yeah, I love what he's yeah, telling they're at the football game and he's telling um uh Bruno Kirby about how him and his wife were getting a divorce, how, how she told him and everything. But <laughs> every once in a while, the, the wave is coming around at the stadium. So they got to stand up, do the wave, and then he's got to get back to this serious That's conversation. So <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so funny. It makes me want to watch it again. Well, my yeah. kids want to watch it. So we do will it. Watch yeah. It it's, yeah, it's um, one of those movies. It uh, went on, yeah, Nora Ephron went on to be nominated at least for Best Original Screenplay, nominated for several Golden Globes, Best Picture, Best uh, Screenplay, Best Actress, Best Lead Actor in a Comedy, um, and uh, Best Director with Rob Reiner. But yeah, only one Academy Award nod. But hey, it, 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 I feel like they looked uh, less on comedies back than uh, the Academy did. But yeah, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a movie uh, that has stood the test of time. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's uh I think that's the that's that's the message. We did it. That's that's what it's called. It's it stood the test of time. Yeah. That's the summary. <laughs> did you uh, do you have anything else on Harry Met Sally that you wanted to say? No, that we just missed. That one. Yeah. Just, uh, you know. <laughs> It's one of those movies, I think, that when you start to think about what's your favorite filmmaking, and of course, there's so many wonderful things, both in movies and in shows. I just saw uh, a show with my kids on Netflix called Call My Agent. It's a French show called 10%, which I just absolutely loved, and it was really, really funny. And, you know, I think we need that. We need yeah. We need the laughter, especially after the year we've had. Um, and that's why I'm, my next movie is a comedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, need, yeah. we need this content. We need to, you know, we need to laugh and we need to relax. And uh, we need things in our feel-good, you know, movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you, you, you hit it right on the head there. So yeah, it's uh we, we need laughter folks. Bring us the laughter. Um, was there anything else you wanted to plug or uh, anything else you got going on? Yeah, I'm just great. I mean, people I think can buy tickets for to see the runner at Cinequest on March 20th and, um, and watch bad impulse, you know, because yep. it's, movie that i'm very proud of and i know it's an entertaining movie because many people have said so uh not like a feel-good movie but a edgy movie and uh, my next movie will be a feel-good movie and uh, nothing that um you know i'm just excited to talk about uh, great uh, filmmaking yep and that's yeah that's uh i, I love it too it's uh how uh, you know our our fans can get to know the guests a little more through 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 their uh, thought on a piece of art, which in this case is film. So, um, but uh, but yeah, it's been an absolute absolute pleasure, Michelle. Uh, where can uh, people? Do you have social media people can follow you on? Um, I think the Michelle Danner Acting Studio uh, Instagram with this Michelle Danner LA on Instagram. I'm not good with all this stuff. <laughs> say, uh, but there's, I think I have two Instagrams, Actors International, Michelle Danner, or um, 
you know, it's Facebook too. I don't, I should know this actually. Thank you. But I don't. Um, it's all right. I'll, 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 I'll put it in there. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I'm no so proud of this stuff. Yeah. I know. It's if, if, uh, if I didn't have the show, I wouldn't be on uh, a lot of it. So <laughs> no worries, but it's, uh, but you know, I really appreciate you coming on. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much and have fun with the rest of uh, today and the week. All right, there you have it. When Harry Met Sally with Michelle Danner. Uh, I'll link her uh, social media platforms uh, in the description. Uh, you can also check out michelledanner.com. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Blockbuster Mentality and Twitter at BlockbusterCast. That's when you'll know when new shows come out and, and any updates on the show. Uh, that's our main uh, platform for news. And hit that subscribe button on iTunes. Hit that rate us, review us, hit whatever you got to hit. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but no, it was an absolute pleasure talking with her and I had a lot of fun. Uh, and I hope you guys stay tuned for the next episode, which will be, you're going to have to find out. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that is it for me for Michelle. I'm Ben. And as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies. <laughs> <laughs>